Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m. Well, the accused in the murder case of Nositelo Mtebeni has abandoned his bail application. The 25-year-old will remain in custody. Uh, he is accused of the murder of the 23-year-old law student and uh, appeared briefly in the East London Magistrates Court after his arrest for the gruesome murder last week. Parts of uh, the 23-year-old Nositelo Mtebeni's uh, body were found in a suitcase in Quigney in East London while the rest of her body was found in the house that she shared with the accused. For an update on uh, the court case, we join on the line now by SABC reporter Lubabalo, good afternoon. So please uh, appraise us of what happened in court today. Well, uh, we were outside the court at the time. Unfortunately, we couldn't get in. Only few people that were allowed, all the media houses were outside uh, because of that uh, protest that was happening outside. So we're informed by the NPA that uh, the suspect has indeed um, abandoned his bail application. Uh, and then uh, they're saying that the matter has been postponed to the 28th for further investigation. But the NPA is confident also on its, on its side about the case. Uh, they are saying that uh, they've got a watertight case where the suspect himself did confess uh, to killing Nostradamus. So that uh, somehow makes it easy for them now to, to move forward. And also, there are witnesses that have come um, forward. So that uh, on its own now will we, we'll help the case um, to be uh, completed speedily. And you say there are witnesses who have come forward. Do we know um, who some of these witnesses might be and uh, to what extent they would be able to actually help with this particular trial? At this moment, uh, they have not yet disclosed the witnesses. That is, some people that are living nearby uh, this uh, area, uh, apparently they have, have seen uh, who the, the suspect uh, when he was going to dump uh, the, the the body parts. You know, so the, in that way, yeah, they believe that uh, those um, witnesses will, will will add more weight on their story. And then you also indicated, Lubabalo, that you were mm-hmm. outside uh, the courthouse. So uh, we understand Forte students, some um, advocacy groups, uh, they've been demonstrating mm-hmm. outside court, calling for a harsh sentence for this gruesome murder. Uh, but please tell mm-hmm. us about uh, their response to today's proceedings. Definitely, they were there. They were calling for more action. They're saying that as women, they are not safe. So they want more proactive, you know, uh, programs that will be dealing with uh, gender-based violence, not just only when someone has passed. You know, so they want um, uh, the society, in fact, even as the, the justice system as well, to to take these matters um, seriously, especially when it comes to the perpetrators. Um, they were not happy. Uh, the the students, uh, some because. You know, they, not everyone can be allowed in the court due to the uh, COVID-19 protocols. Only a number of SRC students that were allowed in, and there were some MPs that were were, were allowed, according to what they say they were inside. And they were not happy about that. They were also accusing uh, some of the political parties that were here um, of uh, hijacking this event and, uh, you know, it, uh, because now they were wearing the regalia of different political parties. They say that uh, that was not acceptable. This They must not use this uh, death to promote their own uh, selfish um, agenda. That's, that's the word that we, uh, they, they uttered you know, during the interview that I had um, with one of the students. So they 
disappointed, in fact. Uh, they, they, also, they say that they've got no confidence in, 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 in the justice system as well, because the cases like this have been happening, and uh, no, they feel that uh, the sentences are not, are not harsh enough. So they say they will only be happy if they could say that this person uh, who's responsible for the death of Nosutelo is locked behind bars for a very, very uh, long time. Lubabalo, thanks for the update. Our reporter, Lubabalo Tata, at uh, the East London Magistrates Court. And all of these gruesome uh, stories while we celebrate Women's Month and we look at the role that men play in our societies in protecting women uh, instead of uh, the oft- uh, you know, given narrative of women learning how to protect themselves. And uh, this is, of course, a pledge uh, from South African men taking bold steps, uh, walking the walk in realizing how manhood should complement womanhood. Um, MRC Sweeney is a space for cultural and traditional practices that supports the safety, protection of culture and uh, tradition, focusing on the journey of young women. So for this conversation, we join on the line by Dr. Mamputi Kasu, who is the producer of Emasi Sweni. Uh, Dr. Kasu, thanks so much for your, for your time. Welcome to Updated Noon. Uh, thank you, and uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. Did I say your name correctly? Absolutely, I thank you. Thank you, Dr. Kasu. So, <laughs> um, what is your reaction to the story that we just dealt with, the murder of a promising 23-year-old law student? I think my first reaction was I remembered the words of the lyrics of Ntate Enoch Sontonga in Plea to Africa, Mr. Penning's son. So what I want to say is when we go back to Emma Sisweni, we need to realize, as I can quote uh, in Utopia, uh, uh, Mr. Thomas Moore, that we first make criminals, then punish them. This is the realization that we've come to when a society is out of equilibrium, when we have neglected the boy child so much that we don't understand that we need that boy child to function with the girl child. Therefore, we have these boys crying bullets, uh, uh, crying sores, making these kind of sounds that we don't need. This is a very sad thing that has occurred. And this is not one only incident. This is one of many incidents that will continue. We will have copycat situations whereby others who feel that, you know what, this is the way to go, will do it again. It is a sad way to see a young person of that age pass on in such a way, Mm. meaning that it means that we've got a lot of skeletons in our closets that when they become too much, they crawl out all on their own. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. Getting back to our conversation with Dr. Mamputi Kasu, producer of Emasi Sweni, and we are talking about uh, what we should do, what we can do as a society uh, to stop this brutality that is being perpetrated against women. And uh, we spoke in our first story about uh, four elderly women who were raped, one of them killed in a village in the Eastern Cape, and then another 23-year-old law student who was killed brutally, uh, her body dismembered by her boyfriend uh, last week. And our reporter, Luwabalo Tata, telling us that uh, the suspect has pleaded guilty. He appeared in the East London Magistrates Court earlier today, and he's abandoned uh, his bail application. So we're talking about what needs to be done 
how uh, do we protect ourselves as a society, broadly speaking, uh, because it's about protecting women and um, not necessarily women protecting themselves. It, it shouldn't just be the job of women. Uh, Dr. Kasu, thanks so much uh, for your time and for uh, being patient with us. So uh, just coming you. back to uh, what you uh, termed a society out of equilibrium, and I'm sure we can all attest to that. So how important is the role that men play in our societies when it comes to protecting women uh, instead of the narrative of women learning to protect themselves? I think the role that men need to play, I think in these times that um, we are facing, there is COVID-19, and prior to that, there's been many um, sort of generations of degradation for men, whereby men are feeling emancipated. And I think what we are always looking at is how to move the girl child forward, but we've never gone back to the foundations of correcting and restoring dignity of young men, old men, and whatnot, and so forth. So therefore, when we do not find balance in that position, we will always find that the legs which we stand on are always going to fail us. We have a lot of young boys on Nyaupe, and they are young men and they are still failing us. And society has got a way of dealing with young men that does not make them speak. But in African culture, we've got things like umkosuwe fail, where young men are taken also to learn responsibility about what it means to be integrated into society. So therefore, we've got a lot of young men now who are either going to varsity, they are getting the degree, who are either not unemployed, and that space is filled and there's a void of anger. Mm. towards women, especially towards children, towards grannies, towards people that they feel are squarely to blame for their position in not being successful. But why? Why are they directing that anger at women who would have raised them and taken care of them? I think that anger is directed because when you look at somebody who's a grandmother, it is your support system, it is your matriarch, and you're looking towards them to be able to find solutions from them. And meaning that when we go back, we are not raising the boy child to be a hunter-gatherer and to be that kind of man who needs to assume that responsibility. We've got, we've got, we are at a position now where a lot of young men are unemployed. A lot of young men now are hearing a lot of language about women having rights, but they don't understand that within the, the rights that women have got as men, they've also got their rights, but their rights are also integrated to those of women. So when we are pulling as a society, we are saying women, children, we are not pulling coherently as a unit. Therefore, we will always have loopholes like this. And I think the sadness for me with the young lady who has passed on is that she was studying law meaning the same law that she was learning is the law that now, hopefully, will protect her. How do you respond to people, Dr. Kasu, who would say that, well, in as much as the poverty, the unemployment affects young men, it also affects women. And yet we don't see women perpetrating the same sort of heinous crimes that men do. I think um, we don't see women perpetrating crimes as uh, men do simply because men have got brute force. Sometimes men don't have the same brute force, but they may on their own level be also able to speak on another level for themselves. But I think in this forum, we need to bring men and women together in an imbezo to say, 
how do you find a role in society? What validates you as a woman? What validates you as a man? Because we all have different roles to fill. And until we understand this, we can't all do the same thing. A lion cannot eat grass. That's not the nature. Mm. A springbok cannot eat. That's not the nature. So when we go back to Emerson, and we restore order, and I think things have fallen out of balance because of we simply denied the roots and essence of the problems. At the moment, a lot of times when we give people social grants or we say, no, men can do this, uh, perhaps women can do that, we are simply sugarcoating situations. We are simply giving a, a painkiller. We are not dealing with the root of the problem. Okay, so, so when it comes out, boys cry out like this, women cry out in another angle. So we still need to find forums where we find forums of peace and healing. So how do we go about doing that on a large scale? Because this is a very serious problem that has beset most parts of our society. I think that's why I have produced, with, uh, along with Mr. Lakikosa, who is the executive producer for MRCC, a program which we say, going back to our roots, we're going back to story, we're going back to our foundations. Because when we find those missing links, then we can go forward progressively, understanding our perspective roles and understanding that nothing is less or the other one more important. I think the problem here is sometimes a boy says, I'll show you that I'm more important. And yet their role is very important. And the girl also wants to prove that I've been oppressed for so long. I'll show you that I'm also important. So we are in a position whereby people are very misguided about their roles in society. Well, and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing some of the fruit of this labor uh, that was producer of Emasi Sweni, Dr. Mamputi Kasu, talking to us about uh, finding the root cause of some of these problems that we are faced with in society. And what do you think lies at the root? Uh, what at its very rudiments gives rise to the type of problems that we've highlighted here today? Uh, the brutal rape and murder for someone to literally dismember someone else, someone whom they uh, purport to love. What does it take? What could you be that angry about? And um, maybe you are not that person, obviously, but talk to us so that we can get a greater understanding, gain some insight as women as to what is actually going on. Why are men so angry? Why do men perpetrate these crimes against women? And I'm not by any uh, a stretch of the imagination uh, trying to proclaim that women are not uh, guilty of some crimes, they are. But if we're looking at the scale of criminality and where and how it is perpetrated, it is inevitably skewed towards men uh, being the perpetrators and women the victims. So let's talk about that and, and, and maybe give me your views. Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo, midday to 1 p.m. Zandile Tubazana says, Sakina, you sound defeated. I, I really do. I, I am defeated at this point because you, you reach a point where you don't know what to say anymore. Because as I'm highlighting a story of one person, just one person in the first instance with Sizwe, uh, who has written... You look at your inbox and, and there's this slew of messages from people describing some of the most heinous acts that were perpetrated against members of their families. And, and they are asking for recognition of what has happened and for justice, hopefully. 
Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m. I remember years back when I was still at Metro FM and there was something that happened that disturbed me so profoundly. And I said, you know, this country is like a psychiatric ward. The whole country is like one big psychiatric ward because the things we do in this country, in this nation, are just totally mind-boggling. I'm not sure what's wrong with us, but we need to start somewhere to start fixing the problem. And um, we, we need to empower everybody in the society so that we can build a better society. Easier said than done, because if we knew what to do, we wouldn't be where we are now. Uh, Nkululeko says our society is at the lowest ebb in terms of a moral fabric. This reliance on police solutions can never be sustainable. We need leadership with a conscience at government level. Of course, society has to produce such leadership and that is a challenge. Well said. Uh, Paulie van Vake. Paulie, good to see you listening to us, Paulie. Welcome. Uh, Paulie says, Sakina, a hug in recognition of just how difficult this job is. I listen to your voice and I hear the sadness. Uh, we would be less without you and these conversations. Remember to look after yourself. Thank you so much. Indeed, I will. And, you know, I'm just one of those people. You will know exactly when I'm happy, when I'm sad, if I'm indifferent. It all comes through because that is just who I am. I'm not here to put up an act for anybody. It is what it is. And I really do care about these things, which is why it's an absolute honor to sit in the seat every day and be able to be of service to South Africa. And that is what I do. So those some of the messages coming through, really, I, I think we need to do something. We need to start a real conversation. Look at some of the real issues that are bedeviling our society. I think it was Wanford who said, or someone else who said, we don't know how to raise men in this society. Well, it, it just got me thinking about all sorts of things, like the fact that we have so many female-headed households in this country. What does that mean? What are, what are the repercussions of that when you have women raising men? And not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing because there are many men who've turned out fabulously raised by women. But what is, what is lacking in the instances where things go wrong? Um, and hence I say it would be great if men could perhaps speak to us. Talk to us about that anger that you are experiencing. What lies at the root of that? What, what exactly are you angry about? And people need to take responsibility. It's not just about making babies. You need to take care of these babies. And also, I think it needs to be said that women need to stop having babies with men by men that they don't know can't just keep having babies and you don't even know who this is, where they're coming from, where they're going to. What's supposed to happen? Because that that aids in all of this messed up society that we are, you know, putting together here. And it's all a mishmash of things that don't make sense. We need to stop that. We need to stop children having children. Last week, it was the story about uh, the Gauteng Health Department reporting that over 23,000 school-going girls between the ages of 10 and 19 had given birth to babies as young as 10 years old. A 10-year-old has no business having a baby. 
But what are we doing as a society? Before the health department reported that, where was the school? Where was the community if the family was not doing anything? Why did nobody say anything about this? Has there been, you know, a perpetrator identified? What is going on? How can 10-year-olds be having babies and we carry on as if it's life as normal? Something wrong with our society. And uh, we can talk all we like. It's about action. We need to find actionable plans to move the society forward.